At Southwestern Community College, we're all about changing lives. And we know a lot of folks are hurting right now. Three months ago, most of us had never even heard of COVID-19. And since then, nearly one in every five American adults has become unemployed. If that's happened to you, we're here to help by providing insights to job seekers in our region of southwestern North Carolina. Now, today's conversation will center on some of the jobs that felt the initial brunt of COVID-19 more than most others. While small businesses may be small individually, and while Main Street may be less urgently critical to people than, say, healthcare or the food supply chain, this sector altogether and combined, is one of the largest employers in our region. Of course, the variety of businesses is broad, but the jobs they offer to our students and alumni are essential to working individuals, their families, and ultimately to our local economy. Uh, joining us today are Tiffany Henry, the director of the Small Business Center at SCC, and Danelle Moses, our Dean of Career Technologies. Thank you for joining us. Now, before we start talking about the specific businesses and types of jobs they offer and, and uh, hone in on trends and programs, um, I wanted to give an overview of the employment prospects across our community in general, specifically in our corner of Western North Carolina. Now, on the couple of previous video casts and programs I have talked about, I've thrown out this number 46% of all employers across really all sectors of employment all sectors, um, have stated that they hope to be hiring in the first three months or so of this summer, um, May, June, July. Um, and that's a little bit uh, more easily understood if, if, if you uh, think about the fact that many of them have lost employees or they're anxious about getting them back. And I actually saw a Asheville Chamber of Commerce study that, uh, that looked at across all sectors of employment, but uh, specifically identified food and beverage, retail, professional services, and personal services as being among those businesses that reported being anxious about finding uh, the resources to hire employ employees and also even uh, being able to recruit staff uh, to serve the public as they're able to reopen this summer. So that's, uh, that, that's sort of the climate that we're in right now. Another thing to remember is that, you know, when you look across all sectors of our employment, several come, uh, several are always on the short list in terms of major employers in, in this particular region. You have government and education for sure, and healthcare um, and hospitality and tourism. But the one that always is there in one shape, shape or form is small business. And that's because when you combine all the rafting companies, all the retail stores, all the hospitality, uh, fly fishing guide companies, all of the uh, small automotive service centers, um, and, and really just all the restaurants, the, uh, the brew pubs, the, yeah, everything that uh, together combined is a major engine of employment for our area and a major component of our economy. Now, with that being said, let's move over to Ms. Henry. I know that you are providing training and support to business owners across our service region of all types, and you've even participated. I've been I've been to some of your valuable town hall meetings. Mm -hmm. Let's start by just asking how their lives have been changed over the last couple of months. Well, I think that for everybody, and 
especially, you know, a business owner, it's trying to handle and absorb something that they don't understand and something that there's no timeline to, you know, a lot of times with a natural disaster, um, hurricanes, you know, flooding, like there's a, there's an end in sight and there's a timeline to that. And with this virus and this pandemic, there's no real specific timeline. And while the governor has given our stay at home orders and, you know, mandated businesses close, that's been the only timeline that they've been given. And, you know, does it change and how does it change and who's going to be on the next list to be able to open. And so, you know, it's like, there's so much that's outside of their control. And as a small business owner, you are always in control because you're making those decisions for yourself, for your employees. And this is something that you cannot control. And so it's, it's, it's been really challenging for them to, to adapt and adjust to all of these challenges that, you know, everybody else is going through. And it's not just me having a job. It's, me being the business owner and having the the bills that still come in and the employees that I don't want to lose and how do I maintain those relationships with those employees and how do I do right by them because when this is over with I want to make sure I can bring them back and so that's been one of the one of the really heartfelt challenges that you know small business owners have been you know working through during this time especially in early on and, and now that we're going through the phases how do I bring these people back or even if they didn't you know lay them off and we're paying them while they were closed <clears throat> well that's a tough situation for everybody I hadn't thought about the uh, just the the makeup of a small business owner is all about having a lot of control um, and <laughs> right now they're not feeling in control uh, uh, can you share details about how our community partners and employers, how do they work with you, Tiffany, to gain the support that helps them help these employees? Well, one of the things that we did early on as a region, and this would be uh, Haywood County West, we, we did a survey for business owners just to see sort of how they were being impacted. You know, were they being forced to close? Were there, you know, were they able to shift the uh, business model? you know, whether it's to e-commerce or a restaurant doing curbside or, or delivery. So, you know, really surveying the business owners and trying to assess what's going on with them. Were they able to lay off or not able, were they having to lay off people? Were they able to maintain those relationships with their employees? And it was very, and also what kind of assistance were they being able to receive? And that was, you know, very, eye-opening for us, but it was also very early in the process too. So when we looked at the percentage, it was about 48% of, of the businesses that we surveyed were closed, not any additional, you know, source of income. They were closed because of the nature of their business. They didn't have another way to really make revenue without being open or that was what they chose to do based on the circumstances, you know, and if you think about it, you know, when this started, most people were basically thinking, you know, two weeks, flatten the curve, two weeks, and we'll be back at it. And a business owner is like, okay, I might can handle two weeks. I might can handle this. But once it gets past a certain timeline, that unknown timeline, then it starts to get very real. So 
they, you know, I would say within that survey, I think we had uh, about 434 jobs that were lost, people that were laid off. And again, you've got to think about it from a business owner. They're trying to make sure that they're taking care of their employee and looking out for them, not knowing what the timeline is, but also reflecting on their cash flow and what can they reasonably absorb because if I don't have any revenue, how do I justify paying my employees? And a lot of businesses did that, even if they weren't open, but there were some that just couldn't simply afford to do that. So that's been one, one really big challenge. And I think that that goes back to, you know, small business and sort of why they are the heart of and backbone of our economy and our communities is it's, a, they're, it's people. It's not a number of employees. It's a person. And I want to maintain that relationship with that person. And I want to keep those folks employed. And when I'm able to reopen, I want to, you know, I've, I spent so much time training, you know, these three people, they've, you know, I can see a really big future for them. So I want to make sure that when we are able to reopen that I'm bringing them back. And that's one of the really hard conversations with business owners is do I lay them off or do I figure out another something else that they can do that, that makes sense for them? Yeah. Well, switching to them, uh, can you, um, as a small business employer, what, what would, would you say or what would your employers say to our workforce and the rest of the community in, in this moment? Well, I think that you're going to see a lot of them starting to hire employees that, you know, after last weekend when they, you know, when we entered phase two and things started to, to shift and move and more things started to open up your, you know, your retail stores are able to open up your restaurants are able to open up, you know, they're limited capacity. So it's not going to, they're not going to need the same number of people that they would have otherwise. But if you think about a retail shop or a restaurant that hadn't zero inside people, they're going to be bringing some people back on whether, and you know, if me as an employee, I didn't have, you know, the opportunity to wait or, maybe I filed for unemployment. Once you have that opportunity to go back to work, you're, you know, that's one of the questions that you're asked in your unemployment questions is, you know, was I offered, you know, was I offered work? And when you answer that, yes, then you come off unemployment and you need to find a job. And I, I can say that there, there are jobs yep. out there right now, given the circumstances. I know a lot of people may not think that, but there are jobs out there. You just have to, you know, again, sometimes it's it's being scrappy and trying to figure out, you know, what makes the most sense for me and my family. And, you know, there there's definitely jobs out there. It's not what it was and it's not what we normally see this time of year. But but I do think that, you know, business owners are, you know, they're wanting to bring back their previous employees. And I think that they are really trying to figure out what what the new norm is going to look like for them. And a lot of that is a pivot in their business model. So what are the assets and the values that an employee has to help them obtain that? So marketing is a big piece of that and communication. How do I communicate to my, my customers 
and so you know if an employee can sort of help them navigate some of that that's that's a, a really valuable tool that they can bring to the table that is for sure um, and you know we've never seen a, a a reduction of hiring among those who are categorized as essential businesses but uh, mm -hmm. hopefully in the coming month and two months this summer we'll be able to help uh, other small businesses of all kinds reach out through the SCC job board and through some of our programs here right. and reach uh, prospective employees to find who they need. Um, well, turning to Dean Moses, uh, what impact has COVID-19 had on our local small business job prospects for our graduates and alumni that you work with? Well, um, it's hard to tell, you know, what the long-term impact of the pandemic is going to be on our economy, but the training that we provide in my division is for professionals who are in very resilient sectors of the economy. Um, so the economy is always going to need automotive workers and HVAC professionals and welders and chefs. And, um, I think we've all been eagerly awaiting the return of the cosmetologist. So they're in my division as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. You've got a, a range of programs, uh, and all of them pride themselves on preparing workers, um, you know, for um, for the real world. Really, uh, how did that play out over the last couple of months while many classes went online? Well, I've been very impressed with how the faculty and the students took this lemon and made it into lemonade. Um, we. They jumped online very quickly and efficiently. Uh, you know, we've had online programs at SCC for um, well, at least 17 years. That's when I started teaching online was 17 years ago. Um, and so all the faculty were familiar with that. Um, even our welding students have online components in their classes. So, uh, we threw more content online and the faculty made sure that the students felt still felt connected and that they didn't just go off and start learning in this isolated bubble. Um, and now we're bringing them back next week on June 1st, those students that had like the hands-on labs that they need to finish up um, classes like electronics engineering and baking and surveying they are coming back and then they're finishing up their lab hours. Well, I know there's not any one size fits all answer. Well, to many of these questions is certainly not to this one, but uh, what are the uh, job prospects of our graduates from career technologies at SCC? Well, um, I mentioned before that they're pretty resilient, but one of the reasons that they're resilient is because we've developed the programs that we have in response from the business sector in our service area. Um, we have businesses coming to us before we even have graduates asking for those HVAC professionals and the IT workers and the graphic designers and such. Um, and you know, everybody needs childcare workers and paralegals. And, and so we've got that training and then we've got an interested business sector out there waiting for our graduates. I think it's safe to say that just about every kind of business that TIFF 
Symphony and uh, our small business center supports and, and, and works with, we have a program to train and prepare qualified personnel, staff, and employees for those businesses. So, right. We've got um, a great variety of programs. We sure do. Um, well, that being said, uh, if, if each of you would like to sort of summarize some of, uh, you know, if there's anything you forgot to say or anything uh, you'd like to say in summary regarding our small business community, employment, and how we're training our graduates to, to support our economy. Uh, the floor is yours. Tiffany? Well, I would just, you know, I think for, as a prospective employee, I think one of the things is that professionalism when you are approaching that business owner. I do hear that from business owners is, you know, sometimes it's like spot on and sometimes it's totally missing the mark. So, you know, think about that first interaction with, an, with a business owner and make sure that you make a really great first impression with that business owner. And also, given the circumstances and the times that we're in is, you know, a little bit of patience, a little bit of grace right now because business owners have had to make some really, really hard decisions, decisions they never thought they would have to make. And they're just doing the best that they can with what they've got. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that they're normally a, you know, a hateful person. <laughs> maybe you caught them on a bad day when they, you know, talked to the banker and didn't get great information or maybe, you know, a piece of equipment went, you know, sideways. And so understanding the circumstances, you know, there's two sides to every story and really giving them a little bit of uh, grace with the circumstances that they've been really, really struggling with for the last two months. And they're, they're good people. They mean well, they have great intentions and they'll take care of their employees. So those first impressions are, are critical and maybe they, they don't make the best first impression either. So again, it goes both ways. So being prepared and also being willing to, you know, do something outside of your comfort zone when it comes to a new job, you know, they might need you to do X, Y, Z, but being proactive and taking the initiative is critical. So for all of us, grace and patience, and for job seekers, <laughs> being flexible, being eager to help in any way, shape, or form, yep. and showing some initiative. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, well, I was thinking that um, if, if people have been at home the last couple of months and they're thinking, you know, I really don't want to go back to do that. Maybe they need some new job skills, and maybe they need to think mm -hmm. outside of what they've been doing and come to the career services office and get some advice on a new path that they could take. Um, because like I said, we've got a great variety of programs for people's interest and, and just their natural talent. Mm -hmm. I think that is critical. We actually own a small business and one of our employees is going to school for something. And we have seen a shift in her and some of the, the interest that she's had over the last couple of months. And I'm just like, Ooh, <laughs> what are you going to do for this one? You know, so that's very spot on. And I think that, you know, it, if anything, it, it hopefully gave people a little bit of time to self-reflect and, and really look right. at what that career path look, may look like or could look like. And, you know, just again, making lemonade out of lemons and, 
we want students to be happy. We want employees to be happy where they end up. And so, you know, sometimes taking a step back is, is a, it's a good thing. That's a really great point. I'll wrap things up and summarize by pointing all listeners to three important spots on SCC's website. First of all, Career Services offers a range of technology support and services to job seekers and to small businesses as well. Um, uh, you can actually meet with Jody Waltrip, our excellent career counselor who can help uh, provide career assessments, career counseling, and determine in what direction you want to retool or what kind of degree might really position you for that next opportunity in our economy. You could go to Career Technologies on SCC's website and see a wide array of programs from automotive to business programs and paralegal to medical office administration to cosmetology and culinary and just all of these areas that, uh, that you know, prepare both employees and small business owners even with the right skills and, and expertise to, to provide services to the community. Did I leave anything major out, uh, Dean Moses? Uh, I think I got most of them. <laughs> okay. And, and, um, and also to the, uh, the Small Business Center. Oh, did I get that right, uh, Tiffany? What's, how, how, do, how do people find you uh, so business owners can, can uh, receive the support that they need? So it's uh, southwesterncc.edu forward slash SBC, or they can email me at T underscore Henry at southwesterncc.edu. Fantastic. Well, thanks again to all of you for tuning in. And be sure to catch us at the same time every Friday using the same Google Meet link or podcast provider as you found us this week. Next week, we'll be talking with experts in hospitality and tourism.